Welcome to Shared Instance, a podcast on iOS development by three iOS developers in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm Sam Corder. I'm Alex Argo. And I'm Alex Robinson. This is episode 149. Well, guys, it hasn't seemed like it, but it has been another two weeks. Yeah, we're in the doldrums of summer. Another two weeks, another couple betas. Oh, yeah. One dropped today. Yep. <laughs> Beta 9. And then we had, did we add two last week? <laughs> yeah, but that was because 7, I guess, had a severe flaw and it got pulled within a couple hours. Yeah, I don't remember that happening that often. That was that was interesting. Must have been a good one. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I think occasionally a beta gets out the door where something like that really messes up. But I do remember, I think it was a release of iOS 8. And Argo, I think you were like, people had downloaded it and you came across oh, I remember like a that. Slack and you're like, don't, <laughs> don't apply the update, don't apply the update. <laughs> I had already pushed the button. I forgot about that nothing. one. That was the one that like borked your cellular signal, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think you could make a phone call. <laughs> if, but Who only needs if you had to do that? The, yeah, only if you had the 6, because that was the newer phone at the time. But we're, yeah, whatever the issue was, seems to be fixed. And they took away our group FaceTime for now. For now. We're going to take bets on when it's going to come out for real? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't think Pick we're going to get a 12 point, are we going to get like a point one before the end of the year? Or is it just going to be bug fix releases? I imagine it would be dependent on what kind of hardware they're releasing in the fall but yeah. i would suppose we'd get a point one yeah i think there's a good chance of that before the end of the year yeah well didn't the iphone 10 come out with ios 11.1 i can't remember at this point i have to look it up yeah. i don't remember it's... i remember it shipping with a version that did not work very well so like, they were like, you have to update before you can use it. Oh. Yeah, it's not unusual for them to do that these days, because I think it helps them hide some of their secrets. If you don't have to put the header in the public SDK that's, that might allude to some surprise thing, then they can keep it under wraps that much longer. I know for a while, like, with the camera, they would have these weird constants in the header files that were like the strange names and then once the actual release SDK went out with the announcements and everything it would have the real names like a special zoom mode or something for the camera huh interesting yeah I remember uh, we have a friend who does camera apps and he was telling me they had like depth data and cameras and you you could do it before the whatever phone that they launched the depth photos the with you could do phones. you could do it on the old plus phone um but that it was not documented at all you had just had to figure out like what bits to pull out of some api somewhere <laughs> so sam uh, just to follow up on uh the iPhone 10 it was 
iOS 11.0.1. Uh, off by a factor of 10. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of those, like, dot .0. Dot whatever bug fix releases, but... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, I did have a fun story I wanted to tell you guys from when I was on vacation, though. Um, I, uh... I had a fun production issue uh for i guess for a little bit of background we have a bunch of like random like batch jobs that run uh on a mac mini that sits at my house so you may be able to see where this is going (laughs) um but yeah there's some of them needed to be run on a a mac some of them didn't but anyways, uh, so I'm leaving for a, a cruise, and I'm in the hotel, like, packing for the cruise and all this stuff. I get a text message from one of my business partners. Hey, uh, your, uh, your Mac Mini is not connecting to the internet. None of the, none of the jobs are running. I'm like, what? So I, I log in, and I, I try to log in. It's not working, and I realize... Oh crap! I went to my my face. You know those like stupid Facebook groups that all the n- neighborhoods have. Yeah. Someone was complaining the internet's been down for three hours. I t- called the ISP and they said, you know, it won't be back up for like three days. <laughs> three days. Yeah. If it was gonna be if it was gonna be a couple hours, I was said, all right, we'll just leave it and hope it comes back online. <laughs> But yeah, the the one actual use for those dumb neighborhood Facebook groups, I had I had a legit one. But so then the fun really began. So I'm texting my two business partners and telling them how to get in my house, disable the security system, you know, remotely <laughs> unlock the doors, and then they had to go down in my basement and find the Mac Mini on a rack of which I had I have like a personal like a media server Mac mini and then the work Mac mini. So I had to like navigate them to the right one and tell them how you couldn't just like put a little dot sticker on it or something. Well, I mean they were right next to each other and I, I told them how to figure out which one it was. So that, that that part wasn't hard. It was just all of it together as I'm trying to pack. (laughs) (laughs) So they finally get it unplugged and they moved it to one of my other business partners houses and, Started it up and everything was fine, but this this week I've been moving those all over to an EC2 instance to uh, <laughs> make sure that doesn't <laughs> happen again. Um, so yeah, don't don't run production hardware stuff somewhere that's not like a supposed to have servers like, and. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on what kind of uh, money I guess you have involved with this. Yeah, I mean, these are all, they were all really small, like, unimportant things, like ancillary things, like, nothing affected users, it was just, like, administrative things, like, we have a script that, like, queries Google Play in the App Store for apps with certain keywords and gets their their category rankings every day, Um, because we go, we like to go further down than, you know, some of those services do to kind of capture all of them and helps us identify new competitors and stuff like that. But little little things like that were running on that, so. So it was on a Mac, not because it needed to, it's just because that's the hardware you had. 
at, at hand, right? Originally, we got it uh, as a build server. So we had the build server on hand, and we're like, all right, I'll just throw this stuff all on the build server. <laughs> so, yeah. We knew there was a better way to do it, but... I have a little Discord bot that I run on a Intel NUC sitting on my desk right now. Yeah. And it's not the end of the world if it goes out or something. Yeah, that's why I wasn't super worried about this stuff, but it was it was a fun it was fun navigating that from a hotel in a foreign country um, via text message like three time zones away. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm picturing like I don't know if you remember the movie Resident Evil, and they're like going in to get to the center core where the Red Queen computer was at, and they they have to go through like this this laser. Uh, security system and it ends up slicing this guy into like, 20 pieces or something my, my my basement actually is probably pretty close to that not because it's like got this cool security system or anything like that but uh we haven't organized it that much since we moved in that's like where all the junk goes that we don't <laughs> know where to put so the storage so area part of the basement is uh <laughs> it's it was, it was hard to navigate through. It's more like a Indiana Jones movie then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had to like place a little sandbag and like that, that had the exact same weight as the Mac Mini. So. <laughs> yep, and then we've got the old refrigerator down there in case of nuclear explosions, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, Crystal <laughs> Skull, don't go there. <laughs> Anyways, so what else what else is new with you guys? <laughs> Well, kind of building on discussion of Mac Minis, uh, you know, Twitter today was kind of lit up with people talking about the rumor of a new Mac Mini. I don't know how likely that is, but it seemed to get people excited. Also got people speculating about what are what's going to get removed to mess it up. <laughs> No power port or <laughs> calling it right now. It's a Mac Mini in the same form factor as the Apple TV. Hmm. So you can't do anything with that sucker. You can't like even the the latest models. I don't think you were able to. You couldn't change the hard drive, and I think the memory might have been soldered on, but I can't remember or maybe that was the only thing you could do i yeah i believe they're they're definitely crippled like maybe you couldn't run a dual hard drive on them and you know just for reference the last time the mac mini was updated was october 2014 so it's been almost four years and even that i think was just a speed bump and yeah. I think it, it was it was it a speed bump or was it oh crap they dis- they got rid of these old processors we need to put new ones in here and like effectively it was about the same or maybe even a little bit slower depending on how you configured it. Yeah, well, I mean, I still kind of <laughs> to some degree that seems like the same yeah. same motivation, but it's I feel like something got soldered in. With that last oh, yeah, one, of but, course. Um, but they yeah. weren't much of an improvement. No, it was no, a bit of a step backward. 
Yeah, I think we had the model before that, and there wasn't really any motivation to replace it. So, so is it just going to be USB-C ports on the back? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, what's the what's the market for it? At, you know, is it outside of like build servers <laughs> and media servers? And even then, I, I don't know if anybody today would buy it for a media server. If it was updated, maybe it'd be be more intriguing than than the current one. Although, honestly, the Apple TV right now is a pretty nice media server unless you yeah. want to install like was it plex or one of those no you can install plex like xbox what, what's it called now uh it used to be called xbmc oh i i can't remember i've kept up with it did that but, not become plex 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 forked off of it i believe at some point oh okay um, has a new name Okay. Yeah. I mean, don't most people just Cody, K O D I. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where all the the pirate stuff happens now, I think. <laughs> so that's why it's obviously not on the on the App Store, but Yeah. Don't most people have like the heavy workhorse PC sitting in a closet somewhere and that's doing all the transcoding and downloading or whatever else? And then you have like your little extender client thing, like a Apple TV, for instance, sitting on the TV where it's nice and quiet. I don't think normal people do that. People like us do. Yeah. Well, the, a lot of the NAS um, appliances will have the encoding built in uh, to support streaming, and as you know, and a lot of times that's what you need. The storage for anyways for media yeah the rumors i saw about this new mac mini is that it was quote pro unquote focused um so i mean Mm. to me that does seem to mean like a build server type thing well or you know we've got a client and, and actually one of our developers has like a dozen mac minis on his desk running builds <laughs> as i say maybe the guys at buddy build finally talked some sense into yeah. tim cook and said hey we need a build machine here or they saw the max stadium guys uh uh, uh modified iMac, Pro. Ma- iMac pros Mount. yeah say like, yeah there might be an easier way to do that <laughs> what is this the the iMac pro um the There's Mac- a server rack for iMac Pros because they, at the time when they came out with this this rack, they were the fastest, and they I guess they still are the fastest Mac that's out there. So you you would you would mount them like monitors facing each other in pairs of two, so you couldn't <laughs> see the screen, but right. you would like you could be slide them into the rack that way. We talked to the guy who worked on it when we, when. Uh, Alex and I were at Dub Dub. Or... Yeah, he actually was assembling one in his uh, hotel room uh, <laughs> during that week. He's like, I got Cause... this rack, and I just picked up these two iMac Pros from the Apple Store for my hotel that's... room. <laughs> that's not a good way to have security called on you. This guy's building a bomb. <laughs> <laughs>
But it seemed like a cool thing if you, if you needed that kind of processing power for sure. But yeah, I mean, maybe this is like the... It fills the niche that like the X-Serve used to have. I don't know. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. The X-Serve was not a bad piece of... Uh of hardware like in no, terms of really what, awesome. it, what it came with it was not a too overpriced or anything um we can software on the other hand yeah yeah this is arguably a bit limited well they they've like disabled or not disabled they've like discontinued all their yeah. server software so at, yeah. at this point they it, it would be like all right just run whatever open source stuff you want on there i think yeah. like they have a panel still that like has all the little spots and it's like use this instead now for like all of the things they used to have in mac os server mm-hmm. but i don't know that would be pretty cool i, I mean we there, there's like so many times i would have gone out and bought one uh because my old crappy either my personal like home media server mac mini or my build server mac mini was just going so slow yeah yeah and some of that is xcode you know up until xcode 10 the simulator single threaded so you were definitely cpu bound you know you couldn't and thread bound and you know, the, our Mac Mini, yeah. just the VNC into it, you know, in the same room, it's it's a bit of a dog. But Do you have the little dongle in the back of it? Because that really helps. Immensely. Uh, which dongle? It's an HDMI dongle that makes it think there's a HDMI uh, or yeah, we, TV attached. You have that guy? Yeah, we did. But we do actually have a monitor attached to it, too. So. Okay. I was going to uh, say, if you have a completely headless... Like, it can't use the GPU to accelerate things, and it's super slow. Yeah, it um, falls back to software. Yeah. But no, you're talking about it's just slow in general, other than that, yeah. of all the junk that's going on. Well, some of it's the age of it, too. But So, that'll be interesting if, if they do come out with a, a new Mac Mini. I can definitely see getting some for the office. You could build like a cool little robot out of the Mac Minis and stack them all up, assuming they're all like solid state disks and stuff. It would be like a cool little display. Mm-hmm. You can like have it drive around the room <laughs> and offer you refreshments and things, like a little eighties movie. It'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> Except if it was an eighties movie style robot, it wouldn't be legal refreshments. So I guess one other thing that we. We probably could have talked about last time, but we didn't get around to was kind of Apple's current uh, oddities that are going on with gambling apps in the App Store. I've had a couple people ask me about my app since they're card games, if they've gotten caught up in in things. And, and actually, we've been... Apple started some type of enforcement about, quote, gambling apps uh, earlier this year. There must be some country's laws... Um, that changed regarding it. Basically, we were getting metadata rejected every time we submitted uh, that said, basically, your app can't be rated for everyone. 
uh, because it's simulated gambling, um, and our app has no gambling in it. It's just a game with cards, which which seems to confuse some people. Uh, but so we we got around that by just you know starting to put in the notes. We are not a gambling app. We do not uh, give you anything uh, digital currency, fake currency, anything based on whether you you know win a, a game or not. There's no by the definition of gambling. There is none of that in our game. <laughs> um, so that's just kind of like the the notes that go to the reviewer now. Um, but I guess all kinds of people were getting their apps flagged as gambling apps. People who had you know, an open web browser that you could get to, um, and people who seemingly didn't have any gambling things in their apps. Maybe they had an ad that had, like, a gambling app in the ad. I don't know. But a whole <laughs> bunch of these apps got pulled by Apple, and they told them, um, if you are an individual, uh, you're not legally allowed to have a gambling app in the app store because apparently there's some registry you're supposed to do so they removed they removed all of these developers apps from the app store and said if you'd like to you can transfer these apps to a a company account like a s corp or a c corp account not even i think a llc would work um so it's really weird and, and i think some of these apps have made it back in because Apple seemed to overstep a little bit, but some we we've kind of avoided submitting in the meantime, and we're we're hoping to submit our apps when uh you know the iOS 12 submission rush happens, which is going to be pretty quick now. Yeah, it's not far away. Well, I th- you know I, I think one takeaway from that is the reviewer notes are often overlooked by developers and can they have the potential of saving you a lot of time no guarantee that the reviewer is going to pay attention to them but uh i was gonna say i have a perfect example of a reviewer not paying attention <laughs> but uh you know it, it may save you a few false rejections yeah it definitely was helpful for us we you know we use Fastlane to submit all of our builds and we just added a line on all of our apps with like the same wording basically and we never got another metadata rejection after that. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we're just going to hope this gambling apps in the App Store thing blows over soon. I think in China, there's the, the law says you're not allowed to have gambling apps at all simulated or real. So I guess if you have a gambling app, it got pulled from China completely. So yeah, yeah, it's an they, interesting... they do have... Um, pretty strict rules about that uh we've got a client that makes physical playing cards and it's extremely extremely uh highly regulated and it's in the u.s as well they've got to get certified in pretty much every state and uh, it's quite a process and just getting into the building there's pretty heavy security relatively speaking for you know you think playing cards wouldn't be that big of a deal but um, since those playing, I know they're big. Playing cards is big business, man. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, in terms of like security, <laughs> I'm, I'm it's no. You're it's right. The, you're right. You know, you don't want tampered cards going to a casino. Oh yeah, 
just uh, go read up on the guy who conned a whole bunch of money, like millions of dollars, conned that out of the Monopoly game that McDonald's would run. I don't know if they still run it or not, but yeah, this guy in the 90s, I believe it was, was basically in charge of the auditing firm that got the million dollar tickets. <laughs> so he would just pocket them. But anyway, yeah, definitely a lot of security around that stuff. All right, so I'm supposed to Google for that guy who got lots of money from McDonald's in the Monopoly game. Check that out. All right, got it. <laughs> it's a it's a very I'll, long read. I'll put that uh, in the show notes. <laughs> it's it's a relatively recent. Uh, uh, no, uh, it was. I think he was only found in the early 2000s. I thought I saw He's... a bunch of uh, headlines about that not so long ago. He's just about done serving his prison sentence, I believe. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe it was... I don't know. It, it made headlines recently. Anyway. Um, that doesn't have anything to do with Apple or iOS. No. But it's still an interesting story. Yeah. Just, you know, a lot of security problems actually come from within not from the outside. Oh, yeah, that's like 80% is uh, internal. Uh, that's it's been, yeah, in terms of your, your uh, perimeter security is not necessarily going to protect you from em- yeah. employee espionage and theft. Right. So Argo... You just need to put in your show in your um, release notes that your games are all just multiplayer versions of Solitaire. What about our Solitaire app that's only for one person? <laughs> well, they should know at that point. Solitaire, there's no gambling in Solitaire. I've actually seen gambling versions of Solitaire. <laughs> really? Who do you bet with? So there's a company that. That basically just oh. like gamifies games. That's on so the... like you like you like race to finish them and stuff like this. Go ahead, Alex. I, I've uh, seen those ads come up in apps of I won fifty dollars or five hundred dollars yep. <laughs> playing solitaire. Yep. Um, so it's kind of like what was that big quiz thing that was going around for a quiz while? App? Sure, quiz app. Sure. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, it was one a few years back. um, I feel like it was this year or last year, but everybody was kind of fanatically playing it, but it was the same kind of thing, like you play... Are you thinking of HQ? Yeah. That just came out on the Apple TV. I I hadn't been playing for a while, and I just played on the Apple TV like a week ago when it came out. It was kind of cool. It's still fun. It seems like they're, you know, it's not trivia, but people are playing kind of a similar real world monetary gain for yeah playing the game excessively there's a company i think it's called like skills with a z s-k-i-l-l-z um and their business model is they basically have an sdk that you can put in your game and that'll it has like streaming and you can integrate with it so people can compete against each other and people can go to a website and kind of it's kind of like twitch but for mobile games and like see all of the 
people who are playing at the same time. It's kind of weird. Um, doesn't, doesn't Sprite Kit do that in at least some portion of that? They have the stream. They have re- I mean, replay I, kit in Sprite Kit. Is that what you're thinking of? Possibly. Yeah, I mean, there's a. I'm sure that's the API that they're they're using, but it's it's like a bundle all this stuff together, a service that like lets you compete against games, um, and like be able to spectate for all of them. Hmm. So that's the way you make money. Make money off of people that are trying to make money. Guess so, yeah. That's one way to do it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, that's boiling it down to a very simplistic idea, but it's the the tool sell, tools market. Sell the pitchforks to the gold yeah. gold miners, <laughs> or sell the pitchforks and then start incite the riot. <laughs> I don't know if that's an accurate description of what's going on, but I didn't mean pitchforks. What did I mean? <laughs> Pickaxe. Pickaxe, pickaxe yeah. yeah. We're going you for some type don't of... want to be the pickaxe. All right. So that probably uh, covers it for this episode. Enough talking about pitchforks and pickaxes. Before we all get into some kind of big Twitter rant. Do you guys want to tell us where we can find you on that platform <laughs> you can find me at aj robinson on twitter and you can find me at alex argo and on and uh alex argo at mastodon no nah, i don't i don't do that yet go ahead sam <laughs> you stole my joke <laughs> that's okay at sam quarter on twitter and the podcast is at shared inst you can uh send us pictures of your uh, pitchforks on chat.sharedinstance.com in our Slack chat. And you can find the podcast at chat.sharedinstance.com in our Slack channel. 